The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. going to introduce us and then I'm going to ask you about this. Sure, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, hello everyone and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with the incredible Raymond Lorman. We are old friends and he's he's too humble. He rolled his eyes. But uh, we haven't chatted in a while so this is going to be super. So Raymond is just catching me up on what's going on. Yeah, no. So uh, Alexis and I have been together for three, four years now, three years. This is the fourth year. Um, and uh, we met, met at the Highwaymen just randomly at a bar, super by chance thing. I don't go to the bar. I don't do any outing stuff like that anymore. Um, and a friend of mine convinced me to come eat french fries because another friend was <laughs> down from Kelowna for one last night. And uh, we had met and pretty much pretty much inseparable since. Um, <laughs> but we, we live together now in, uh, in a townhouse. Um, she's fantastic and her whole family is fantastic and they, we actually own the townhouse. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. look at yeah, you, it's pretty intense. I mean, she, she owns the townhouse, her, her and her father, you know, own the townhouse. I'm just a lucky, lucky, lucky man to have fallen into love with somebody who could be great with money. So, um, <laughs> her, her dad's really good with stuff. But it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a growing experience, right? I'm learning a, a ton of stuff. So it's, it's a lot of fun being a oh, homeowner. So. And, and I mean, honestly, the reason that I reached out to you is because the version of each other that we know is so different than the version of each yeah. other that exists now and it's been so interesting like you know creeping your facebook page regularly for the last you know four years or whatever <laughs> since i've seen yeah. you yeah. and and i can see that you've completely transformed so is i mean i i know that alexis has a lot to do with that because you've spoken about it a little bit before just inspiring yeah. you um so yeah kind of you want to you want to tell us a little bit us <laughs> us all of us in here um you the royal tell, we yes exactly um, <laughs> you want to you want to tell us a little bit about like kind of what what kick-started that because i know that you know um there's been lots of different things that have gone on in your life and yeah well um i think there's there's a few factors i mean um it's been a long time coming i sort of i, I think i've always been a person that's been about growth and change. Even when I was, I remember being a teenager and thinking like, it's cool to be this person now. And this isn't the person that I'm going to be in 10 years when I'm, you know, 30, when I'm in my thirties at 18, I knew I was going to be a different man at 30. And yeah. I think, um, just sort of allowing it to happen naturally because of a whole bunch of stuff. But as of late, um, a, a big part of my trans transition would be becoming a business owner. And, and getting the mindset of sort of entrepreneurial and, and wanting to do things um, for myself really more than anything else, right? Like I want to do things for me now. And there's, you know, that's where it's like, I can do things for me now. And I'm a fantastic person. Why wouldn't I want to do things for me? And maybe, you know, for a long time, it was, um, I was always doing stuff for everybody else. And I was always so worried about every, everything else. I didn't take the time to kind of focus down. So a lot of the change that's been happening is um, been personal growth, right? Uh, and, and whatnot. But um, I was working with a friend of mine and uh, he had some mental health issues go on. And basically 
uh, he didn't send an invoice in to the construction company we were working with. And yeah, there was like eight of us that almost didn't get paid. Well, Ooh. yeah, I was like, actually, it, it probably, you know what, it started before that when I worked with uh, a framing company and there was an old fellow with a pacemaker. And I was working in this warehouse and we were building a UBC, the university actually, and million dollar warehouse. And one of the extension cords was sparking. Now this guy had a pacemaker. Yeah, yeah, this guy had a pacemaker. And he's like, hey, I'm not working until you guys bring me another cord. Now I know for a fact I have bought a, 40, uh, a $40 hundred foot extension cord from Costco. You can yeah. buy them by the pallet. And if you have a million dollar warehouse, you can buy a pallet of, pardon my French, and extension cords like it's okay you can swear cords. on here it's fine well i'm just saying you know what i mean like, they're extension cords you can you can buy them right it's like <laughs> easy why, problem yeah and he, and he and basically the guy just came out and was like get the fuck back to work like what are you doing i'm not gonna buy you shit like what, i'm not mm. no go use the tools we provide we provide you and uh yeah exactly it was kind of like a you know all of a sudden i'm like what the hell and everyone just went back to work and i went that that's not right so i stood up and i said something and i was like you know what that's not right. I can, I can do something about this, not just for, for other people, but for myself as well. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to stand up and for what I believe in. And uh, I actually went to a union and I tried to start a union. And that sounds, yeah, that's, that's very Ray. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to start a union. So it, it, ended, it ended up backfiring. Um, and I went in and after basically the union guys were like, don't let the company know until you have a decent amount of people that are on board. Well, after I told a few of the employees, there were some older fellas that just hate the idea of a union that went right to the boss. Uh. Right. Which is, it is what it is. Well, what happened was this being a large company, they just union busted us and shut the ship down, fired everybody else on the spot. Uh. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hard. Hey buddy. And, uh, so I felt responsible for like eight, 10 people losing their job. So immediately, instead of feeling sorry for myself and you know, stressing about anything, I, I took hold of the situation. The very next day I called a framing company and said, hey, I have eight guys that I can come work, have come work for you right now. And I went to, you know, I, we went back to work cause they called us and I told the guys, I was like, you know, we don't have to work here anymore. I'm like, I have a job for whoever wants to come with me. Nobody came with me, but just the fact that, uh, I did that and I stood up against the big guy it was sort of the, the very empowering it was and you know I did more framing and whatever other sort of work and um, same thing I had a boss where I was just like you know what I don't like you you're uh, you, you you're not being human to me you're not I, I uh, scheduled some time off to take the little guy to go see Santa and one of the, uh, with one manager and the other manager was like no we really need you I said listen man, I've scheduled this time off I'm going to take my kid to the mall have a nice day and he's like, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed to take the day off. And again, I said, same thing. I'm like, listen, man, I know for a fact I can take the day off. I've asked for it. I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to do this. I'm not asking. I'm telling you I'm taking the day off. And it's same sort of thing. Good night, Booger. I love you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and it was just like, no, I'm not allowing you to treat me like this. I'm a human being and you, you wouldn't treat yourself like this. Why are you treating your employee like this? Yeah. Like quit that job. Same thing. Two, three more jobs went by. And then I started working, like I said, with my friends and he treated me fantastic and then had the mental health issue. And, um, I basically took hold of the contract. And again, it was, I felt responsible because I was the second in, in command, you know, I felt responsible for eight or 10 people and had jobs. Um, and I just sort of started my own company and, um, I had the idea six months ago or so, and it's just been a steady sort of upward trajectory of, 
awesomeness is the only way I can do it. It's the empowering feeling of knowing that I can do anything I want. Dude, I have, I, I, I don't know if, if in all the years I've ever related to you more than right this moment. Um, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking wild how like the second you, like it's, it's like Tinkerbell, and I always say this and I know it sounds super cheesy, but it's like Tinkerbell, like all you need is belief. Well, yeah, and, see, that's the thing about cheesy or cliche things. That's the reason they're cliche is because mm-hmm. there's, it's just, I'm sorry, but it's the way it is, you know, it's a, it is what it is. It might be cliche, but I'm sorry, but hey, all you yeah. can get, and that, that belief in yourself or the. And, and having people that believe in you as well is helpful. That, although I think, very I think helpful. the internal belief is probably more powerful, no. yes, yes, but the 100%. quantity, like, dude, like you wouldn't even fucking believe it, right? Like it's like magic like people like i i don't know what i'm doing and everyone knows that by now because i say it every podcast um and and people just keep helping me and like i'm like you know and it's just it's wild wild i don't know why i said it like brian from family guy or um no it it is and and what, what you've done now is you've made a conscious choice a subconscious choice as well but you've made that conscious choice to go no I want this. I'm going to get it. So I, I listen to a lot of like, um, not a lot, but I listen to some cool like motivational stuff here and there. I, I pick it up on YouTube or whatever. And uh, who, shit, I can't remember his name. Who's the guy with the banana hands? Um, oh, I am motivational, motivational, motivational speaker with the giant hands. He was in, remember the movie Shallow Hell? Uh, um, Jack Black? With Jack Black, yeah. <laughs> and the big guy in the elevator was like, demons, come out! And he made him Shallow Hell. And it's the big guy who, he, oh, fuck, what's I feel name? like, okay, you know what? We uh, have technology here. Technology is fantastic. And I'm pretty good at keeping air not dead. <laughs> so while you can Google stuff, I'll just do the voice things to make sure that everybody is still completely entertained. Um, but any, yeah, he's the motivational speaker guy. I'm sure there's somebody right now that's screaming like, I know exactly who it is. The only the technology worked too good. Anthony Robbins, uh, Tony Robbins. That's the one, Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank God for Google. Anyway, uh, so, so Tony Robbins has this thing that he talks about, and he basically says we're kind of like a heat-seeking missile, or you know what I mean, one of those crazy missiles. Once we lock on, once we see and we know what it is that we're going for, we're going to follow that target regardless of what it is. And no matter what comes our way, we're going to swerve around and get to that point that we're focusing on, right? And what what's happened for me and what's happened for you is you focused on something or we've begun to focus on things, whether it be ourselves or our companies or our passions or hobbies or this or that. Um, but you've made that conscious choice to focus on that. And that's where that belief and that magic is. Right. And it's like, well, and, and, and on top of that, the, um, the thing that I think a lot of people miss about stuff that is law of attraction or similar to the law of attraction is like, even if you go, okay, you want to go beyond the, you know, what people think of as hokey and all of that stuff, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the very act of like observing something changes at the very act of like, like seeking something like, you know, you buy a red car and then you always see a red car. Right. So if if I'm looking for good, then I'll see those opportunities that I would have completely missed before. Yeah. So there's, that's another one of the things that uh, one of the song things that I downloaded from him, he's like, uh, it, he, he calls it a reticulating, a reticulated activating system or something, uh, <laughs> reticulating activated system. Some, something where it's basically your brain shuts out most of the world. 
Mm-hmm. Because if you focused or you seen and comprehended everything that goes on, it's super tiring to see everything and comprehend everything all at once. It's actually something, uh, there's people called highly sensitive persons. Um, their brains move a little bit faster than everybody else's and they comprehend everything around them. And it's very stressful and like- I can't even imagine. Uh, it's stupid. A lot of people with like ADHD have it and stuff like that, right? Like it's, um, yeah. Anyway. Basically it's hyperstimulation, overstimulation. Yeah, you get, you get overstimulated a little bit easier than other people because your brain's processing slightly faster. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not that you're smarter, you're just taking things in quicker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's all. But uh, uh, back to the thing, it's, it's the same sort of idea where, you know, you see a red car or you buy a red car, you see that car everywhere. And that's actually something that's built into us as as creatures right Mm -hmm. like even as a you know you eat this kind of food you're going to start seeing this kind of food everywhere and you know what i mean you're going to patterns and things our our brains follow patterns well the food thing is a great point too because it's like um first of all definitely i've noticed that like you know you someone you had your first raspberry and suddenly you start seeing the raspberry bushes that have been growing around your city for the entire your entire life and you're like oh um, yeah, like I've never there. noticed yeah, things exactly. before. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and, and I wonder how much of that has to do with things like, you know, we are, have to be conditioned to look for food because there was a day when we couldn't go to the grocery store 100%. And, and pick up our food. Um, mm-hmm. Nowadays, nowadays we, you know, we're so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, that's, that's sort of another part, I think, of the growth that I've been having lately is understanding that I'm more of a creature than we want to admit and being able to get back to producing and utilizing what I make for myself or get for myself Mm -hmm. Um, obviously you know I I can't make and and get everything and like I just I just bought an airbrush I can't make an airbrush or a compressor Mm -hmm. you know but doing the things that I can and, and, you know, it's like, you can't just go to the grocery store. Well, you know what? We should really have enough. We have enough space around us to, to have enough food to consume. You know, um, we don't always need to eat like Kings and Queens. We don't always need, we don't need all this stuff. Right. And, and getting back to what you can do yourself with your own hands, not only do you appreciate things a little bit more, but you learn more and you, you start to grow the more you're, and, uh-huh, bro. Uh, the more the more you learn, the more you grow. The more you grow, the more you can learn. The happier you are because the better person you're becoming. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh yeah. There's so many things that I love about about growing my own food and and being connected. Like I mean, I okay. I really want to learn how to like I do I like archery. I don't know you if you would know that. Love it. I'm super yeah, I would, into archery. I think I want it. there's this on pa- uh, Powell River or whatever somewhere on the mainland that isn't like the regular mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they have a bowyer course. So oh, cool. so you can make your own fucking bows That's from cool. from a um what is that tree? You know like the fancy tree that everyone loves with the you? Yes, it is you. Um, it's the fancy tree that everyone Maybe. loves. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they, they use you for all sorts of like staff and wood. And yeah, I was thinking like in my brain, I'm like, it's three letters. But I was like, that's not a helpful clue. Don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Y-E-W for Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I want to do that. But anyways, about the growing food, the thing that I love beyond even what you said is like, you know, the appreciation and the mindfulness that comes with it because you're a lot mm-hmm. more mindful of what you're consuming and what you're throwing mm-hmm. out if you're the one that puts the work in. But on top of that, there is something so magical about being connected to our ancestors in that way. Yeah. Where it's like, this is what we always did. We're so disconnected from the history of humanity 
Yeah. Like we are, we have come so far from what it always was for thousands of years. So there's just something so empowering. Like, you know what? Like I would rather eat a carrot this big (laughs) than than a carrot this big that someone else grew. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Well, and that's even like, so if anybody's ever been and I've been to a music festival, like I don't give a shit what your idea or your perception of what you think a music festival is. And I'm not saying you in general, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, with listener, you know, Royal Wee, right? You, but it like, whatever sort of perception you have, it's the most sort of guttural, instinctual, raw place humans can congregate. In my opinion that I've experienced, and, and this coming from someone who traveled for several years as a door-to-door salesman, I have talked to literally thousands of people. I, I spent three years as a traveling salesman. I talked to probably 500 people a week. The longest stint I spent was 22 weeks on the road. I would go home for, you remember that? I'd go home for yeah, I do. a week, maybe two, and then I'd go back out on the road. And I did that for three years talking to people. And I tell you right now, the most open and accepting place to be yourself, the most genuine you you can be is at a music festival. And to have a community that is so open and welcoming Granted, there's some drugs there, so that does help. But <laughs> but the reason that helps is because it helps release the inhibitions and stigmas that you have that have been impressed upon you your entire lives and stop you from genuinely being you. So once we get down to it, it's literally just a bunch of people dancing around rhythmic drumming, <sighs> which we've been doing for a millennia. Mm-hmm. You know, you get right down to it. And that's how our ancestors really used to share experiences and, and uh, problems even, right? We'd all, we'd all get drunk around the fire and dance. Well, and then, and then the other thing about music festivals too is that most people are all, you know, sleeping in tents in a field. Yes. You know, like this big giant campsite, you yeah, know, bare, bare, walking around barefoot and basically <laughs> naked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or in a onesie, lots of onesies. Yes. That's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's comfy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah it's, it's true. And, and, and you're right. It is. It's so primal. Mm-hmm. Primal. Um, that's the word I was looking for. Primal. Thank you. I kept and, and, and connected. And I mean, I've only been to the one music festival and you were there too. Um, yeah. where we saw Eminem because we're badass. Um, <laughs> I still tell people about that. Yeah, I know. Like every time I tell someone, they're like, you've seen Eminem. Because I mean, of course, I do not seem like the person who would see Eminem or the Roots or any of those. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's Eminem. <laughs> like, yeah. even if you, it's Eminem in Canada. Yo, yeah, like, that's true. I'm, he's only come here a handful of times, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, especially since I was like old enough to be allowed to be listening to him. Nice <laughs> Christian thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, and, and I mean, there's so much, there's so much to be said for even the little moments though, like, cause of course the music festival is, is ideal, but that's hundreds of dollars and, and, yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's, you can find those kind of moments if you allow yourself. Well, that's right. exactly where I was leading is, is the, the, that is the, and like not, um, the, uh, what is the word? Raymond. Um, Epitome. Yes, that is the word. Uh, <laughs> um, I knew this was going to work. <laughs> the epitome of of the primal experience, but there's so many other smaller versions of that that we mm-hmm. can experience. And 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 even like what's what's interesting to me 
is how they participated in it, of course, so much just like everybody else, is there's so many of these, these very primal things that we've bastardized and turned into this entirely different thing, like eating, like, um, like intimacy, like, like there's just an, a, a huge number of these, mm. these raw things, dancing even, and there's nothing wrong with choreographed dancing, but even just emotions themselves. We're not supposed to feel emotions anymore. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be these, ble yeah, bleep <laughs> machines that literally just walk along and do our jobs and shut up and treat people right. And it's like, I'm not allowed to get mad or I'm not allowed to feel something. You know, that's, so, so that's another big thing for me that's changed me. You know, as, as you, you've seen on the video, I'm, I'm, I'm dad now, um, I have, we have a stepson, um, he's, he's my kid. I've been around since he's two-ish. Um, he still has a great relationship with his father. Fantastic. He's over there all the time. We, we co-parent. It's a big, uh, big unit that we do, right? Like, so his first day of school, it was me and Alexis, him, his dad, and grandpa. So like when we, yeah, when we, yeah, when we sat down, it was just like a big group of people and everyone's kind of looking at us. It's like, yeah, we're the, we're the family. Like it's, we're his family. But you know, Einstein said it the best. If you think you understand something, explain it to a six-year-old. If you can't, you don't truly know it. So what having a young child around has done for me is I get to stop during emotional or, or just every instance, anytime I see something and I see that maybe he's having a response that he doesn't quite understand or he's having a hard time with thinking or, or whatever it is, or even if he's not, and I just know that, okay, hey, this is an instance where I might need some growth as well. So if I need growth, I can assume that this child does, mm -hmm. which is kind of egotistical, but you know, I just hope <laughs> to maybe he does our best. It's okay. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't know something about that at all or whatever, but I just, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience. And you know, all the time I try and teach him that it's okay to have these emotions. It's okay to, to be human. You're not wrong for being human. You know what I mean? And I think Absolutely. a lot of people are, they feel wrong for the feelings they have. They feel bad for the feelings they have. And it's like, no, you don't. So I, 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 I have read some Buddhist stuff. Buddhism, um, yeah. There's, there's a book called the, the book of living, uh, living and dying. Um, I, my dog ripped it up when I was about halfway through it. I haven't gotten another one yet. <laughs> my dog did eat my homework, I swear. But <laughs> Um, in Buddhism, they speak about, you know, you, everybody's worried about them and they're like, they're their phase, right? You're this vase, but you got to make pretty, you got to decorate it and you got to fill it with goodness and like, blah, but you're not the vase. You're not even what's inside the vase. You're simply the universe observing the vase. And if you allow the vase to be what it is, it doesn't have to be what you want it to be. And if you allow it to be what it is, and you can just allow it, all of a sudden it becomes the things you want to be, because you want it to be what it is, and you become okay. You become okay with it, right? This so. Um, <laughs> I have so many thoughts all at once. This happens to me all the time. Um, so, yeah, I okay. I have been noticing that one of the reasons that I have been feeling so successful and then I'm getting like imposter syndrome and stuff on top of that, but is exactly what you're talking about yeah. where it's like, it's like, you know how much of a cheat code it is to define success as just doing it. 
Um, and, and not the outcome, you know, like if the success is in the doing, then, then it doesn't matter what happens after that. A hundred, a hundred percent. One, whatever happens, happens. It's getting like, it's just, it, okay, cool. But that's not, you know what I mean? Like, well, just, okay, sweet. It happened. Let's move on. It, let's, Wait, let's, where do we go from here? Yeah. Let's experience it for what it is. What's next. And even when it's painful, like me and my, my other friend, Andre, that I talk to a lot, and that's one of the things, um, you know, that we talk about is like painful, like there's, like I was just saying, oh, see, this is what happens, <laughs> too many thoughts all at once. Um, I was just saying this to someone else today as well, where it's like, it doesn't, it's, if we, if we can find a way to not enjoy in the sense that like we're happy about it, but if we can find a way to appreciate the bad as much as the good, mm-hmm. then we're always winning. Yes. You know, it's a cheeky, but I want to, I want to quickly tell you a funny thing about the six-year-old thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that I uh, get to spend a lot of time with Violet and Hazel now, right? So, oh. um, well, cause I, oh, yeah, you're out I'm on upstairs, the... but I was going to say, um, so, so I, don't you know I smoke I'm not super stoked on the fact that I smoke um so anytime I'm around the house I actually leave because I realize that there is no way that I could adequately sm- explain the fact like the reasons I smoke yep. to a four-year-old yeah. <laughs> and so so I just leave and I'm not like hiding it in this like I'm, I'm hiding it not because I'm embarrassed about it but because how do you explain that have you yeah. talked to Violet like you know she is yeah. She's a smart kid, man. Well, and she's, well, she's all the best parts of Kylie and Mike, you know? And, and so it's like, like she's, she's sassy, like Kylie. I've I've seen her (laughs) since the Rose was a baby. Oh yeah. She's, uh, she's, oh man, she's so sassy. So I, yeah, like I said, so anyways, when you said that about explaining it to a six year old, I'm like, I just avoid it when it's something that I have no possible way of explaining. Well, I'm, so that's that's another fun thing about um, having having a child, and I think trying to be real with this guy, like I want him, I'm I want to be his best friend, obviously, but I'm not here to be his best friend. I'm here mm-hmm. to be a mentor, and he needs to understand that I don't have the answers for everything. And you know what, buddy? Sometimes I just I don't know. I can find out. We can learn together. But right now, I you know what, but I, I can't tell you. I, I don't know why. There is an out answer out there, and all we have to do is use our, our eyes and our minds to look for it because any answer you ever want is just there. All you have to do is go get it, right? Um, but I try and be real with them as much as possible. I re- you know what I mean? Just Abs- Absolutely. Straight up, because um, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping by the time that I have my own kiddos that this won't be an issue that I won't have to deal with. Um, but with, uh, with, with the boys, or like my nephews, because I for a second forgot that we were podcasting and just thought we were chatting. Um, <laughs> with my nephews and, and all the other kids and stuff like that, like, I mean, today, uh, I, I'm not super stoked that I'm going to tell this story, but um, <laughs> Zadrian, I've already started. Uh, yeah, Zadrian right and I are talking, and Zadrian's nine, for anyone that doesn't know Zadrian. And... So we're talking and all of a sudden, so like there's all this stuff going on. Sorry if this is TMI, but like, you know, like it's around that time of the month and I'm, I'm in pain because of the fibromyalgia and there's all this stuff going on. And he's just, he's just, he's like making this clicking noise and like ignoring what I'm saying. And I was like, 
I was like, Sade, and I and I threw, or not threw, but I, I put my hand on the on the table really loud. Yeah. And and the second I did that, I knew it was a mistake. Yeah. Like you should have seen his face because I mean we have such a good relationship, and I usually am just like talking about things, and they get annoyed that I talk about emotions so much, but I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. But it was the first time that I've ever seen Zadrian look afraid. Yeah. Of me. And my heart immediately sunk. And dude, so he starts crying. I'm crying. I'm like. I'm sorry. I, I, was like, I was like, I didn't mean to scare you. And like, we just like, we talked it out and we were fine. But like, I was so humbled in that moment. And it was such a cathartic moment for us because it was like, look, Auntie Kara is so far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And we have like, you know, I'm not as patient as it's, I'm not endlessly patient. It might seem like it, but I'm not endlessly patient. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, it just made me think of that. Like the, the, I think it's so important to sh- not just tell kids that it's okay to be to have emotions and sure. to go th- go through it, but yeah, to to exemplify that for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's just it, right? So that's that's something else that I've tried my best to do. One of the big things I don't do with them is I don't tell them because I said so. Mm-hmm. First off, because I fucking hated that as a kid. That isn't, you know what? I hate that now. Don't tell me because I'm like fuck you. That's not an answer. That is not an answer. Yeah. I'm an adult. Give me a damn reason. Even if I don't like that reason, I'm gonna go. Okay, thank you for the reason. Well, yeah, even if the reason is I feel like it, that is more of a reason than because yeah. I said so. It's like I, I feel like denying you whatever this thing is or, or yes. whatever, yeah. you know. Just because be real. Shitty. That's why I go away. It's like, yeah. okay, cool, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm okay with you being, and that's another, that's another part of accepting people as people. Because sometimes they're just shitty. You know, you're allowed to be shitty for five minutes or, or have a flare of emotion or whatever, and I'm not going to hold it against you. Like, you're human. <laughs> I got mad at a table because I ran into it one time. Like, I'm not a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should hear how often I sternly talk to bees. I get you. Like, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's right? Excuse uh, me, but you need to leave. <laughs> right? But no, and, and it's, it's being, you know, being soft with oneself over the things that you do or you do wrong, you know, right? Like, well, learning to move forward. One of the things that's been really helpful for me over the years is I think you know that I uh, naturally am kind of, I don't, I don't want to say people pleaser, but I like to see people happy. I've always yeah. kind of been that way. It's, I mean, there's been times in my life where it was very people pleasery, but that's still, you know, heavily motivated by, by people, other people. It, feel, it feels um, good to have other people be happy though. Because I, yeah. I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean, right? So, so some days, um, like you know, some days I have no problem being the best me for me because I love me. And other days, <laughs> that's not so easy. But, <laughs> but one of the things that really like goes through my head is treat treat yourself like your best friend's best friend. Yeah. You know, like imagine, you know, um, I'm not sure who your best friend is, but like, you know, say say even even Mikey, uh, your brother's best friend. You know, if you met your brother's best friend, you would treat him really well because you know that your brother thinks the world of him. And yeah. I'm sure you've met your brother's best friend. So if you met him, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and, and I, I try to look at it like, you know, if I need to step outside of myself and treat myself good for the love of the people around me and because it's good for them, mm-hmm. then fuck it. That's why I'll do it that day. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Well, that's, you know, it's funny because I mean, you, you know, the, the background that I come from, you know, the, mm-hmm. the shit that I went through as a kid, right? I mean, I was on the streets for a while. I was smoking drugs. Like, I was a fucked up young kid. I really was, right? Like, yeah. High <laughs> five. <laughs> right? I, like, I, it, was, it was crazy. And it, you know, it's really fun now being 
32? I have no idea how old you are right now. 87? 33? Uh, 30, 32. 32. I'm 30. And in your December, I'm 33 and I'm 89. Right? Yeah, you'll be turning 33 yeah, okay, this year. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not 35 and I'm older than 30. That's all that matters. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. It's like a bunch of my friends. I know I have no idea what anybody's age is. I don't, I don't give a shit about your age or your birthday. I just be nice to you every day. Can we do that? Is that cool? Eh? Well, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of them birthdays. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> Well, yeah, but we can just celebrate and have a good time because we don't need a fucking birthday. Like, you well, won't be why not both? Right? Why not both? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want cake. <laughs> I can't even remember what we were talking about now. Oh, um, um, we were talking about being 32 and... Um, dang it. Oh, it was good. <laughs> it was. We, need listeners, we need listeners calling. Hello, yeah? You guys are... Um, <clears throat> shit, yeah, no, it's gone. It was a good oh, one. Well. Oh well, I'll I'll be editing this and I'll be like, damn it, that was a good train of thought. It was it was uh, gonna be a good train of thought, but uh, <laughs> no, it's um, oh you were saying that you had a you had a hard life. I remember that. And oh yeah, right. So the fun yeah, the, so the fun thing now is you know being an older an older guy, and um, I'd like to think that I'm I'm fairly well put together and. Um, I have a you know a good head on my shoulders and and I I do what's best for not just myself but those around me first. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to do what's what's right for those and, and good for those around me as well as myself, you know. Um, when I tell the stories of where, like, I came from and how I was, like, <laughs> selling heroin, you know, at 17, like, I was a shitty kid, super shitty kid. And, like, now I have a house with a six-year-old and, like, I own a construction company and I have, you know, a few employees and I, like all I want to do is good things for good people. And like, so that the vision of my company is to bring prosperity to everybody I'm involved with, not just to bring prosperity to me so that I can, I can be rich. Yeah. Cause that doesn't do shit for me. Right. I don't want to make money. If my guys aren't making money, I don't want to make money. If my client's not making money off of me or saving money through me, like yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I want to bring prosperity in everything that I do. And, you know, being the, easygoing sort of carefree humorous guy I am now when I tell people the kind of person it was when I was a kid blown away and they're like how the hell can you be this person and I'm like well, I think it's because I was that person and you know what I mean it's it's been that constant change and allowing myself to be the different versions of me as I go you know well I totally know Raymond yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I know I know you do well, because, because like, that's like what I was saying in the beginning, right? Yeah. Is that, is that we, we knew, well, I mean, we've known each other for a long time and we've connected over the years, the yeah. year and there every few yeah. years, but like the version, especially, you know, around that time, the 17 year old, yeah. triple four days, yeah. all of that, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, the versions of ourselves, because people, I get the same thing. Like, I know that the first time I tell people like, oh yeah, I used to be crack at it. Or, yep. you know, like I casually say, yeah, I was in the hospital and I was 17 for suicide. Or like, you know, these yeah. different things that went on. And people, people are so confused because like, I'm just like, wholesome memes that I love the world. And, yeah. and like, you know, like my, my, I have the tagline for my podcast is finding light in the darkness. And my, my pot tagline for my art stream, which I don't know how much you've followed me. Um, and it's okay if you haven't. So don't like. Don't worry, that's not underground pressure. Um, <laughs> but the, the, uh, hit that link and the, the like and subscribe button is what that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the Armstrong tagline is helping you create worlds worth a thousand words, right? Because oh. my vision is is very, I mean, it's different because I'm doing obviously different business, but very similar in that like, I just want to see the world heal. And I want to be as much a part of that as the universe will let me. And, and really it all comes down to connection and creativity. Beyond that, I don't care. I don't, I can say I don't. I know how to use like full words. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Um, oh, little guy's got a rash or something I'm looking at. Oh. oh, okay. Well, you know what? It has been some amount of minutes. I'm sure it's been a sufficient amount of minutes. Um, so, <laughs> Raymond, it is always wonderful to talk to you. And yeah, it's always been really good to talk to you. And uh, do you want to, just for people who might be in the Lower Mainland, uh, actually say the name of your company so people can, you know, maybe get work or you don't have to? Um, well, I, so it's Lorman Enterprises. We don't, we don't have a, uh, a website or anything. I, uh, I basically started in February. So, um, okay, but yeah, so Lorman, Lorman Enterprises. Um, there will be yeah. no links for anyone. So, you know, ha -ha, no, no if you want his help, no links, too nothing. bad. No, just I mean, hit you, me up and I will hook you guys up if you guys yeah, need I was, that. I was going to say, if you, <laughs> if you follow Kara, it's, it's Ray Lorman. That's my name. So, um, if you, if you, honestly, we do a little bit of everything. Like we can, we, I have a friend of mine that wants me to do some paving stones in his backyard that I'm willing to throw in. So, so um, contract work. Yeah. Whatever, whatever makes the most and, sense. If, and if I can't do it, I know somebody who can. And I'll be honest about stuff. If it's like, yo, that's way above what I'm able to do or I have tools to do or whatever, I'm not going to take on a job that I'm going to do uh, subpar. I'll get somebody who can do the job properly. And I'll nice. assume you serve the whole Fraser Valley? Yep, pretty much. Okay, lower I mean, mainland as well or just Fraser Valley? Uh, Lower Mainland, Fraser Valley, I mean, realistically, right. into like North Vancouver area would be... Okay, so yeah. Um, so anyone in that area who needs anything, hit me up and I will hook you up. And uh, so anyways, Raymond, I am just so happy that you took the time to talk to me today. And um, I just love you and your whole dang family. And oh. I love you listeners too, but you know, probably not as much as I love... Well, okay, that sounds harsh. I just mean that me and Raymond are very tight. We're close. I love, you know, yeah, like, like um, for those who listened to the podcast about different types of love. I love him in a brotherly way as well as a, a wholesome whole world. Yeah, like that cousin that goes away and comes back randomly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Your like Jory, never... you're Jory. Yeah, well, oh yeah, I was going to say, I guess some of your cousins leave, so. But yeah, it was fantastic talking to you as well. Um, give me give me a shot whenever. I'm always, uh, I'm always down to have, a, to have a bit of a chat, so. All right. I. Uh... Anyways, okay, so thanks everybody, and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye.